0: Got fitted, Japan.
1: What's up, faders? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fit Japan. I am your host, Johnny.
2: And I'm Jeremy Deschner.
1: That's right. And as you find folks know, Got Fit in Japan is about two dudes. Booze, Jeremy.
2: Japan in the news.
1: Holy smokes, you got it, dude. Tom, you know, it took Tom six months to get that right, but you got it, dude. Man, get the ground. <laughs> Tom's, Tom's
2: our little buddy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Tom's not here today. Tom's on diaper <laughs> duty. <laughs> Yeah. So basically, Faders, Tom is going to uh, Skip this episode, he's got a son As we all know, and that son uh, He's got a lot of dirty diapers, from what I understand Shit, and, everywhere. Uh, shit everywhere On the walls, on the ceiling It is on everywhere Tom. And Tom's yeah. cleaning that shit up Right now, literally, he's literally cleaning that shit up Sorry, Tommy But don't worry, Faders, everything is cool Because me and Jeremy, we got your back We got your back, we got you completely covered Because today, we have on a band that is as cool as the Stray Cats, as wild as the Cramps and as hard as the Ramones. Faders, without further ado, we have the one and only Boom Boom Deluxe. Welcome to the show, guys. Welcome. You yeah, are you? Hey.
3: hey nice you. to be here.
1: Yeah. All good, man. Excellent. Now, we know who you guys are, but can you please introduce yourself to the Faders?
4: All right. Well, there's a huge um, original and rock and roll scene in New Zealand. Uh, I'm being sarcastic. We're it, basically. So uh, there's a, a big rock and roll scene, but everybody plays everyone else's songs. And about three years ago, we kind of figured someone needs to do something about this. So two albums later and about 150 shows, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're still kind of banging our heads against the wall and trying to push uh, original Kiwi rock out there. But it's, it's, it's getting there, it's good. We're, we're gradually kind of um, floating to the surface now. People are starting to take notice, so yeah.
3: Cool. Yeah, well, I, I'm Hetty. I play double bass and I sing in, this, uh, in the band. So it's like rock and roll, rockabilly. And this is Dee Dee, who uh, sings, jumps around.
4: Plays harmonica.
3: And sometimes when we play as a trio without a drummer, he also plays the cajon, the, you know, the box drum that you sit on as a percussion instrument.
2: That's oh, right, what that's right. called. The cajon. Yeah. I never knew the name. Cajon.
4: Yeah. The yeah. cajon. South
3: American somewhere. Yeah. So, I'm not sure exactly where it's it, from, but it, South America somewhere.
4: It works real well for the uh, kind of the skiffly semi-acoustic one. Sometimes when there's, uh, there's not space or whatever reason they want the trio rather than the full full on band, um, I can play that with brushes or, or my has got like a little kick pedal on it, like a bass drum pedal. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of stomp that out and sing and play harmonica and kind of, uh, you know, do a dance and you're basically a human Did- octopus, but it's, it, it works. It, it, you know, it's, it's kind of a cool vibe.
2: Are your cojones big or small?
4: Um, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're swollen from all <laughs> the hard work. <laughs> You're supposed yes. to say big. Yeah, okay. yeah, I
2: had really to go there, man.
4: There, man. <laughs> that one. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm, the the bar's pretty low here with the humor, isn't it?
1: Oh, that's awesome. Well, playing the cojones gotta be great when you guys go on tour because I read, I think it was uh No Effects's book, it might have been Henry Rollins' book, but um uh, yeah. in one of those books they said the most difficult thing about touring is loading and unloading the van. Yeah, and, absolutely. and a drum set is yeah. a motherfucker
4: to load. Yeah, it's an extra car, it's an extra vehicle. Most of the time when we tour, we have to have two vehicles. We've got a you know a big SUV and then another station wagon or whatever. Um, if we tour as we took tour as a trio which we have done a fair bit especially post-covid when people's budgets were down a bit um we can sometimes if the double bass goes lengthways through the suv with the the neck in front so basically over the steering wheel you can squeeze Hmm. the guitarist in thankfully isn't particularly particularly tall, and just about get three of you in it's it's like tetris (laughs) but it does make it so much easier and so it is like no effects (laughs) (laughs) yeah <laughs> no, yeah yeah yeah. All squished together like sardines <laughs> and the thing when you're touring new zealand is that your your main kind of um cities um are quite a way away from each other yeah. so you know a six hour drive isn't uncommon and uh oh. yeah so if you've got you know if you've just got one car it keeps your travel costs down massively you know?
1: I'm sure, I'm sure. And you guys travel all the time, especially before COVID. Like, I I saw your schedule, and I was just like, wow. When I said you guys are hardworking as the Ramones, I mean, you guys are as hardworking as the Ramones, because that band, all they did for, like, 40 years is travel in a van, right? And apparently, that's exactly what you guys are doing. I mean, you guys are, like, nationally famous. You've been on TV in New Zealand, um, festivals, concerts. How did this all
4: start? Well, me and Hattie were um, at a kind of a vintage retro weekend festival down in the centre of the North Island.
3: So we're, we're musicians anyway. We've yeah. we've played lots of different styles of music. This isn't just the only thing that we're into. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've always been into retro clothing and the style. And so, um, you know, whenever there's an event where there's a vintage market, I'd not be far away trying mm-hmm. to get all the old beautiful lovely vintage clothes and accessories into my wardrobe you know yeah. of which I have so much it's ridiculous but <laughs> yeah so we were at one of these events and there was a band playing there and and we you know we thought oh yeah they'll have rockabilly and rock and roll and it was like well it wasn't really
0: yeah. <laughs> it I mean, was kind
3: of I mean they were a good band but it was like hmm there's no rock and roll or rockabilly band around I wonder if we we could, we could do that
4: do yeah, do that I mean, that's,
3: that's, that's what we thought let's give it a go but in, in the
4: motel that night <laughs> we came up with a name that, that, that <laughs> yeah. night and the name was so good we thought okay well, that, well we better do it now that's the that's the vibe of the band now it's, it's going to be tongue-in-cheek it's going to be a bit kind of uh, a bit manic and i mean we basically the first six months we just you know we were just trying to get as many shows as we could just to kind of knock the, the raw edges off yeah and we were doing um handful of elvis songs and chuck berry and stuff like that but it was mainly um popular songs that we'd done kind of crazy rockabilly versions of yeah you know um everything from uh, you know uh classical music to britney spears to um whatever you know we
3: used to do ace of spades by motorhead that works really well as a rockabilly song Um, (laughs) yeah Uh, we love still, that we song we still do we still do Tainted Love by um, right, yeah.
2: um, Gloria, yeah, Jones. Gloria Jones but
3: yeah. like, you know the soft sound version probably better yeah. but that just works really well in a rockabilly style you know so but I mean most songs probably work but um yeah
4: it's, it's nice doing the uh, the Motorhead song because in a previous inc- incarnation I toured with Motorhead for a while so it's kind of kind of cool to be doing a <laughs> doing one of their songs well, wow, no, that's awesome.
1: That's, that's really cool. I, I love your cover of house of the rising sun. I thought that was oh. really incredible when I heard that one, I was like, forget the original.
3: <laughs> yeah. That
4: was really that's, cool. that's normally at that last song. Of the yeah. night. That always goes, always we goes always,
3: down. we always, um, you know, really go nuts on that one because yeah. we know it's the last song and everybody knows it's going to be the last song. So, you know, it's when it,
4: uh, no, it's good. to hear. So anyway, yeah, uh, we, we end up, we end up doing, doing our thing and, uh, it didn't at first go to plan because we, I guess we being musicians had a bit of cultural musical reference to different subcultures. So we were doing rockabilly. When you described rockabilly to people, most people, especially the under 40s even, no idea what it even is. There's no Mm -hmm. reference for it over here. There are, there is some rock and roll dance clubs in New Zealand. So you've got the kind of the older generation doing the, but it's, It's more like a line dancing kind of vibe. They're not really into the... It's
3: exercise for the older, you know. hmm. You know what I mean? So
4: we found... (laughs) The older generation, yeah. Yeah. So we we found ourselves the only people of a particular subculture in a country where there isn't that subculture.
3: I mean, the thing is, there is a huge retro subculture in New Zealand and people love cars here. Cool, There's so many classic cars you see them all the time and so every weekend there's some kind of event around that you know and then they think oh yeah we'll get a band or whatever but it's not the main focus of the event they're there for the cars you know yeah. um very few people cross over and are really into the music as well so it was we kind of misjudged the scene because we saw all that we thought oh okay it's there you know people will be <laughs> into it you know but it's it seems like people are really into the cars, but no other ex- aspects of the,
4: so, so <laughs> of the culture. It's been a bit of a we've yeah. been educating people over the last yeah. two or three years, and now so we're
3: we're trying to build the movement ourselves. Yeah. Then, and, and it's it's kind it's, of working. Yeah, yeah there's it's, yeah there's a
4: few more bands popping up around the country now, and uh, yeah. some of them are starting to do their own stuff, which is kind of cool. So we try and you know support everyone else as much as we can, but we've had more we've definitely had more success. So when the first mini LP came out. That was on a German or an Austrian label, a European label anyway. And uh, they um, specialized in doing reissues of kind of 50s stuff, you know, rare, unrecorded, you know, previously unreleased stuff. And um, that did way better in Austria and Germany and France and England than it did over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the most recent album last year or the year before last. Um, that was caning it in Japan and um, uh, and Australia compared to over here. It was So we ended up, we were meant to be touring Japan. We had, uh, I think it was 11 shows. So we had uh, six in Osaka in that area and, and uh, about five around Tokyo.
1: I was supposed and, to uh, book you. Hmm? I was supposed to book you. I don't oh. know my shows on here.
4: <laughs> oh. You're supposed to play at my club. Where were you guys? Oh, oh man. Honestly, well, it was it was
3: COVID man it was it, we were so we were so bummed when the whole thing had to be cancelled. We had all the flights. We, we, yeah, we already, we we've know. already paid for the flight, you know, we still have credit with the airline, you know, it's sitting there.
1: It's a bummer. We
3: it's a bummer.
4: It well, we're waiting for you. We're waiting for you. <laughs> it's a huge <laughs> we, we sinker. A best man. Talk. The best tour t-shirt ever.
3: Yeah,
4: that's right. We already made the t-shirts. The the Thriller Godzilla tour. The t-shirts were just epic, man. Oh, no. They're just just sitting there in an artwork file, you know?
1: Hey, hey, Uh, one year later, one year later, dude. We're going to start this. We're going to start this. We're going to bring you over. I was actually a little bit concerned about you guys coming over with that base. I was like, do we have to rent a base? Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I looked into it, you know, and apparently flying with one, they make it as hard for you as possible. You used to be mm-hmm. able to buy a first-class seat for one and just basically have it on the plane. But they won't even let you do that anymore. Um, yeah, they wanted to charge me, was it $600 just for the base? Wow. <laughs> one, way,
4: one, one way. One way. way. Car oh.
3: Yeah. So, you know. Uh, we, renting it might be the only, there, only option. There was we a, did find one one. Yeah, a guy
4: person. called a guy called Charlie. I think it was um, was going to in Osaka.
3: In Osaka was going to
4: lend lend us yeah. a base, which was really kind of him.
3: Yeah, um, but, um, just um, as a
4: favor, you know, really cool. Um, so big shout out to him. But um, we were still looking for one in Tokyo a couple of months beforehand yeah. when we realized we were going to have to can it. You know, so yeah. But we will be we will be back for sure, absolutely. But I doubt it will be this year. We're waiting, we're waiting. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, next year, we'll come next I year. mean,
4: it, it, this year we're meant to be playing at um, uh, Cooley Rocks. Yeah, yeah, in
3: Australia. There's a big festival over there in June. At the moment, I mean, it's, it, well, it might happen because they're thinking about opening a, um, a bubble. Bubble between Australia and New Zealand, because they've got their, uh, uh, in Australia, they've got their COVID cases pretty much under control as well, Mm -hmm. and everyone's getting vaccinated now. So they're hoping that, well, we're hoping that it might just open just in time, but it's going to be nuts because everybody's going to want to get out of the country and, and, like, we're going to literally have to be sitting there waiting on the phone booking that flight otherwise we so might the, not even go even if it's open because the,
4: the flights will be crazy expen- <laughs> yeah. expensive yeah definitely we might definitely. not be able to get the double base on the plane if they've got um carrying which you know yeah that's right there'll be
3: restrictions but still i'm, I'm the, sure there'll be the other
4: thing that could kill us is that we might still have to go into even with the bubble we might still have to quarantine on oh i think the
3: whole point of the bubble was there was no quarantine oh,
4: okay well if that yeah but
3: if there's an outbreak while we're away we might end up being stuck
4: in australia because there's a three-month oh, no. three-month waiting list to go into quarantine in new zealand yeah it's mm. a
3: good
1: place to be stuck in it's a beautiful country so is new oh, zealand okay. by the way mm.
4: <laughs> yeah they're slowly starving to death over three months thing yeah fun. that's the only thing is Yeah, oh. <laughs> <what? laughs> well, we got no, no way of earning a living yeah that's right it.
3: we'd have to just keep touring around australia and, <laughs> and, and ah. hope that we make enough money <laughs> <laughs> to sustain
1: as well with You guys be like playing on the streets?
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. that. yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I'm, I got a couple of questions regarding like your music. Um, Now, Betty, you play the stand-up bass. Before yeah. that, did you actually play like the electric bass? Or when you started this band, were you just like, dude, yeah. I'm playing the bass. That thing is cool as
3: fuck. <laughs> So I've been a bass player for a long time. I actually studied jazz at university. So um yeah, but I started out as a guitarist. Uh, like I've been playing music since I was 10. Um And yeah, I, I first took up the electric bass while I was at university. Cause it was like, it was a paper. Um I needed an extra paper and it was like, oh, you can do a, a second instrument. And I thought, that'll be easy it's only four strings you know right easier right and I took it up and and I was like wow I'm so wrong about this it's way harder than I thought but I just clicked with the I just it was something about the way I you know interpret music and when I started playing the bass all of a sudden everything makes sense it just it's like I understood what my role in the music was it just you know the groove the rhythm you know it's it's so much more rhythmic than the guitar and and um yeah it's it's the heart of the song you know you mm-hmm. take it away you know it it you, you got nothing um the and then as a result you know because i was playing jazz music really what you should be playing is a stand up bass um because of the of the sound you know so i transitioned onto that within a couple of years and um yeah i've i've played all kinds of genres everything from you know classical stuff in an orchestra to yeah um kind of pop to americana type music uh yeah and jazz um to quite experimental stuff you know with really the improvised completely uh wacky stuff to you know then i thought well i haven't tried rockabilly yet so it's a different style you know you play the slap on it because so it's much more percussive than what a jazz style would be so you actually have to hit the strings with your fingers hook them underneath pull them back so they slap back against the um the fingerboard so is that k-dink ding, ding, ding sound um which is really physical and really fun <laughs> she, when, we,
4: when we're touring she has to tape her fingers up because otherwise uh, yeah they blister and then they bleed yeah so, so <laughs> she, has, she has to she has to obviously originally the original no longer
1: world. a sexy instrument man
4: <laughs> <laughs> the, the rock and roll bands in the 50s a lot of them didn't have drummers so the double bass player the click was mm, basically the percussion that's
3: why that style developed uh, yeah and there was before right, amplification right, right. as well so they had to be as loud as possible so plucking those strings so hard hitting them that's what they had to do to be heard over everything else so yeah
4: <laughs> you listen to that's all right mama that you know the elvis song pretty much the first rockabilly single ever and that's mm. just the guitarist elvis and a double bass player kind of positioned around one microphone at the right distance so yeah. they're all about the right volume and he's smashing the living crap out of that yeah. double bass and that's it that's all there is on it that was one take <laughs> that's just live one take that single yeah, yeah. Only had the third take is, yeah just ah, oh, astonishing yeah yeah
1: Mm. And Didi, you play the harmonica?
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Oh, please! Yeah. No, that's all right. No, it's it's um um. I've always played it, even when I was in a metal band back in the eighties. Um Well, so stop, was... stop, 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 stop! You yeah. play harmonica in a metal band? Yeah, I was in a I was in a band called Mornblade Blade <laughs> that was um like a. I get referred to as a cult metal band because we we made a handful of albums and we had a, a very loyal following but we never really got any bigger than being the perennial support band for all the big bands that came in town so we played on loads of big stages but we we're always the support band so you know motorhead and god knows who else we kind of you know toured with and did shows with and um but we used to headline marquee club and those kind of you know the smaller the smaller big venues if you know what i mean
1: yeah 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 so, um,
4: it was motorheady, like a cross between the Motorhead and the Damned, I guess. So kind of heads down to you in the changing room, rock and roll, double bass, drum kind of thing, you know. So yeah, there was harmonica on a couple of the songs, and um, you know I've I've always played it, so it's just one of those things that you, you try and shoehorn in whenever you can. But with this, it's the obvious thing. It gives us another solo instrument. I have got a bandolier, mate, like a shotgun bandolier which, that means I can move around or, I, you know, I know which order the different parts are in because you could have one for each key. Uh, yeah. And mm. I have to keep looking down on my terrible short sighted uh, monkey eyes. And uh, mm. yeah, it, 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 it works well. also, it's quite, um, it's quite a shrill um, piercing instrument. So if you've got a lot of, um, a lot of groove going on, it, it kind of fits in over the top, you know, you can slot it in over the top, it's a bit like the human voice. Mm-hmm. So it works quite well, you know, it's, it's, yeah, and not a lot of rockabilly bands have it. There's a few with sax, sax, players. Most of them are three or four piece with two guitars, one guitar. So the harmonica gives us another kind of sonic difference, if you like, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I've listened to quite a bit of rockabilly back in the day. And um about a year ago, I had this stint. I had this kind of like a, a an attraction to cycle Billy. And mm. I'll tell you what, man, in a lot of cycle Billy, you do not hear any harmonica. No, no, no. <laughs> like the necromantics and horror pop, I haven't heard any harmonica in that. A lot of lead guitar though.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think when you're playing, you know, um flat out like that, and and everything is faster. We used to be real good. The metal band I was in, we were real good buddies with a band called Demented Argo. Mm-hmm. So Sparky and the boys. In fact, one of the pre, the early lineup bass players lives over here now. Actually, he's still kind of uh, on the scene. But, um, you know, their stuff was always 100 miles an hour. I think it would be pretty hard to be playing harp along with that the whole time because you'd just be, you know, it would be really, really top end skill level stuff. It would be very, very fast. Uh, but also, that's that, again, that, that music's not really, you know, it's more about the groove and the, the, the kind of the. Uh, almost the aggression of it. That's kind of what makes that work. Yeah, it's more. There's punk a good. Uh, i trying to remember the name of that band from Hamilton that moved to the UK. There's a real good psychobilly band. I can't remember the name for the life of me. I apologize to them if they're listening. But um, they were really the only other original kind of rockabilly, Psychabilly band. They were from about two hours south of us, and they moved to London four or five years ago. And they're still, you know, they're still gigging hard. They're still on the scene. Yeah, yeah that stuff is really big in
1: Europe. Uh, Japan's got a little scene, I think, kind of more west, more west mm-hmm. has kind of a psychobilly rockabilly scene but um yeah that's that's pretty incredible um i want to ask you about your new album your new yeah. album has it's a tongue twister of a title it's um yeah, yeah. Know, let's see if i can do it all right here we go teenage juvenile delinquent rock and roll whore beach all oh. my favorite movies put into one
4: horror, horror <laughs> party pretty
3: good go though good
0: that's effort
4: good yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's, uh, that's uh, the name of a book. Um so it was a, a, a like a, a 60s um film review book, but we love the title. Um when that album came out, we were on tour in New Zealand and we were sponsored by uh one of the big radio stations over here that's kind of uh does all the retro old school music called Magic, Magic Radio. And um we got to know some of the DJs pretty well, they were real good guys. Oh. Um but we knew that when they were plugging the album. Um, they only had little 10 second slots. So we decided to make the the, the album title as long as possible just to... (laughs) (laughs) And in the end, they started referring to it just as the teenage album, just so they had time to mention the other stuff. (laughs) So it kind of backfired a little bit, huh? oh that's all right. i mean it's, it's, it's all good that i mean that album was only meant to be was there 13 songs on that or something yep,
3: 13 yeah yeah that
4: was only meant to be 10 songs and uh when we got in the studio a combination of hetty writing a song at the very last minute and then a couple of other things and
3: which turned out to be the most popular song on it, by the way yeah yeah, just yeah.
4: our biggest hit of all <laughs> time, our biggest hit of all time is the, the one song hetty wrote 10 minutes before we went in the studio oh.
1: <laughs> let me guess is that the one uh slap the slap your bottom bottom yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: (laughs) Yeah. that's had had monster like um numbers on on the various you know streaming platforms compared to the you know it's almost double some of the others there well you guys played on what was it like a national like tv show yeah, there, yeah. There's, there's a show called seven sharp which is basically the you know when you sit down to your dinner with the family in the evening and there's the, the news and then there's one of those shows that kind of does the the, the, the regional mute and stuff and the roundup and the uh, you know an interview with someone and then they finish off with a bit of music or a, or a, one of variety those. Acts. yeah yeah you know and um, <laughs> and it's it's normally some up and coming you know singer Sing song singer yeah. songwriter chick with an acoustic guitar and nice trousers you know. And uh, somehow, Hmm. somehow we got on there. And we literally, it's not the first, we're the only original rockabilly band ever to be on mainstream TV. Bravo. Yeah, I mean, mean, it wasn't, it was just luck, you know? And um, we, we went in the studio and they set us all up and we basically played live. And we got it all ready to go. and We did a sound check, and then they had the big camera on the boom arms swinging around. They 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 planned out the shot. Mm. Then all of a sudden, producer ran in and said, "I'm really sorry, guys. We have to can it. It's been a major event." And it was oh. when that terrible shooting happened in Christchurch. Oh no! You know, yeah. The, yeah, and fifty people got shot. It was it was just horrendous. Yeah. And so they had to clear the studio because they needed it to go live for those. Breaking news. So yeah. um, apart from it being a terrible, terrible event, we kind of. Packed packed back down and, and and left the building we thought well, oh, well, that was it that's
3: that, it we're never going to get that, another chance That was like our that. big yeah. that was our
4: big chance and you know we're kind of in the car thinking oh well you know all these people have, it's you know we can't be thinking about ourselves but a little bit of you is disappointed you know and then the producer rings us and said look you know we'll get through this um we're booking you in again for two weeks time so two weeks is actually the same thing went in and uh you know had, had yet to sing this one and basically just nailed it. It was great, brilliant performance. And it's you know, I think it's the second most viewed clip on their website, even now.
3: Yeah, you want to look in the comments section as well, isn't it? Yeah, the
4: the comments section. (laughs) The
3: reactions to some of the uh, lyrics in the song, uh, how they were interpreted definitely made me laugh.
1: (laughs) Whoa, 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 do tell, do tell.
3: (laughs) Okay, the song's called Slap That Bottom, you know? I mean, it's not a subtle, it, you know, it's it's meant to be racy, um. <laughs>
4: but it's about baseball. Well,
3: right? well, that's what I tell people who get upset about it. Oh. Oh, when I say slap that bottom, I'm talking about the bottom end. I'm talking about the base. I'm not talking about anybody's, you know, behind. <laughs> of course I am. I am talking about that. But you know You heard it here. Double man. On the tundra. That's the people who, who start to get upset. Oh, you know, because um there's a you know, there's a law in, in New Zealand um uh where it says you basically cannot hit your kids, which I totally, totally support, you know. Oh, yeah. and, you don't have kids,
0: uh, you know, do you?
2: <laughs> that no. takes all the fun well, out of parenting.
3: You know. there's, there's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I took you know. So people, some people were taking it as as if I was trying to repeal, like I I I was against that, and and I don't even know oh. where that came
0: from
3: because it's obviously you know a bit of BDSM when I'm talking about slap that bottom. Uh, it's, yeah,
2: it's, no kidding, yeah. right?
4: But honestly, some of the... some Not of the comments, kids. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> not kids where did the kids come in from yeah okay, well that is more about them than it does about you,
4: you know,
3: And then it, was, then it was all about the other comments were well, oh well primetime television you know I was sitting down with my children to dinner and all this kind of thing came on television and you know I had to cover my children's ears.
1: Uh, Why? <laughs> I, 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 honestly, <laughs> Over there.
3: I mean it's Literally. so tame. You listen to any song by like Nicki Minaj or whatever and it's pussy yeah. that, pussy this, and it's like <laughs> so that's that bottom. I even says I even said bottom. I didn't say ass or anything like that, did right. I? I mean bottom
0: sounds that's more
3: like, that, that, like even in, the, in, in the 19th century, people wouldn't get upset about that, you
1: know. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> so they never played the thong song on national radio. Or <laughs> thong the thong thong, thong.
3: Yeah, that's, right. that's right. Oh, mind you, thong. Well, in Australia. Song actually means it. Slipknot. It, That's yeah. right.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, that changes the entire flip-flops song, it doesn't it?
3: Show me
1: that <laughs> thong. He's good. I don't know. I got. A, I got a foot fetish. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> guys. Part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Just joking. Oh man, I I got another question. All right, I heard a rumor about you guys, and I'm Ooh. not sure. I'm not sure how accurate this is, but one of you guys. Performed with either Glenn Matlock or Malcolm McLaren from the Sex Pistols.
4: Me. Okay. So after the aforementioned metal band um split up in the late 80s, um, I hooked up with Glenn, Glenn Matlock, and we had a for about 18 months we were writing songs together and we did a couple of shows. And the band was basically unnamed. It had a couple of names we just made up the, you know, on the way to the gigs kind of thing. But it was uh, me singing, uh, a little bit of harmonica, Glenn playing uh, bass, occasionally playing acoustic guitar. Um, Steve New from um, the Stooges on guitar. Oh, uh, wow. And uh, Rats cool. Gabies from the Damned on drums. Wow.
1: That's, That's a combo. That's a powerhouse. Yeah. Right there. And that was uh,
4: that was good fun. That was real good. And it was kind of um, uh, a bit like the Rich Kids kind of vibe, you know, like um, power pop kind of thing, but with, um, with Steve's guitar style and, and obviously Chris and um, Rat's drumming, it became punky, you know? So it was interesting. We, we I mean, uh, we had, um, uh, Chris from Chrysalis Records was interested in doing something with it, but then unfortunately the kiss of death was uh, Mr. Bernie Rhodes. Bernie classroom. Rhodes. Yes. Who, if he's listening, um, I don't know, just pick some, pick some abuse at random and just drop it in. One of the most hateful, disgusting, manipulative. I mean, he's just a, yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. He.
2: I think you're trying to say cunt.
4: Yeah, thank you. I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure what your audience was, but thank you. I don't yeah. think yeah. Listening. Yeah. Just, I mean, that's yeah. that, it just, He's a,
2: got a bunch of cunts listening to us.
4: Yeah. As, <laughs> he's a fucking worm of a man. And what he wanted to do was basically um, he saw those three together. He wanted to get me out of the way as quickly as possible and would just find any punk singer that had been in a band someone had heard of and put like a punk super group together. That's what he was after. So he spent six weeks trying to persuade us to let him do some management and was basically doing his best to kind of shoehorn me out of it because I didn't have a punk heritage kind of thing. I was a metal boy, you know? It was just Mm. poisonous, just the most horrendous human being. And after a while, it just became too hard basket and everyone moved on and did other stuff, you know? Mm. But, ah, but I still, you know, I still talk to Glen all the time. He's a, a, you know, supports the same football team as me. And, um, you know, we we had dinner last time he was over here touring and uh, the idea is when he comes over next to do another solo tour, because he does his story thing and, you know, just plays acoustic guitar. Hopefully, Boom Boom Deluxe will jump in behind him and will be his band. And Because on like, on cool. the album, on on the last album, he sings a duet with me. So I, I wrote a song for him, which he sings as a duet for me. It's called Against the Law. And that's, uh, yeah, so that's one, on, on the, the most recent album. And, yeah, so we can do that potentially with some of his stuff and some of ours. It could be quite a good show. It'd be good fun fantastic that's that's
1: incredible that's awesome you know i'm really glad that you said glenn matlock and not sid vicious i'm like i think he's been
4: dead for 40 years yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, sid, sid wasn't really a musician i he was you know, he was
2: yeah i think he, he didn't old. know how to play his instrument at all right
4: that's what i heard no and he was you know he was uh, uh the, the poor bloke was you know um in all sorts of trouble really i mean he he, he, sh- he should have been somewhere supported and looked after rather than thrown into the you know, thrown into the
2: spotlight, and yeah, different spotlight. times, right? Oh, the seventies,
1: <laughs> one hell of a decade. <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking of music, speaking of music, I, I gotta say, there's a lot of great music that does come out of um, New Zealand. Um, mm. The drum and bass scene there, like what ten years ago, was absolutely insane. Um, one of my yeah. friends is on there. His name's uh, was it Matt? Matt Harvey. From uh, Conquer Dawn and stuff and uh, oh, yeah, yeah he was talking about like the drum and bass scene and the music scene and I was just like that's incredible and yeah. ever since then I've been a big fan of like New Zealand's music and Australia's music and we've had a lot of people from Australia and New Zealand and I know they're completely different countries I'm not a stupid American <laughs> <laughs> I saw the look on their face they're like oh god you know they're two different places uh, we're happy
3: we're happy to be long time with Australians, yeah, you yeah. know I mean we're, we're best friends really they're, they're, they're <laughs> Some sort of rivalry thing that goes on but it's just like sibling rivalry you know it's yeah,
4: yeah. It's so far from it, <laughs> so far from everywhere i mean else. there's
3: that whole anzac thing i don't know if you know about it but you know in world war one um uh, new zealand and australia were put in the same sort of regiment battalion i don't know what it's called i don't know anything about military history but they always fought together so they were the anzacs and now we, and uh, every year we celebrate anzac day you know, commemorating uh, because there was a big battle at uh, Gallipoli.
2: Oh, yes, 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 yes. I know this. Terrible,
3: terrible thing, you know. Horrible battle. And and, um, Australians died in that and you know, so there's this shared history that we have, and you know. So, I mean,
4: look at if you look at the flag, yeah. look at the flags. I mean, they're
3: basically the same flag. Austra-
4: Australia and New Zealand flag. Just a different
3: star. Two
4: two stars, different. That's all. Yeah, it is. different yeah.
3: type of star. You know, New Zealand's got the red stars, and Australia's got the white stars. That's the only difference between the flags. <laughs> yeah, New Zealand did try and change its flag, and and decided not to in the end. I don't know if you. Oh, so that uh, some of the other designs that came out. The best one, my favorite, was a kiwi you know, the bird, but it was like a badly drawn one in paint, you know, the Nemes paint, and it had mm. green laser eyes coming out of it. No, that was, that was a flag that's
4: awesome. Yeah. That's metal. <laughs> that was the best that, one. That got out <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I march into battle with a la- laser Eye kiwi. That's yeah, <sighs> yeah,
2: no kidding. <laughs> oh,
1: that's awesome. All right. So yeah, my quite all right, my yeah, you guys have good music over
4: there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a real good um real, there's always been a real big reggae scene. Yeah, over they there. love yeah. reggae. Yeah, yeah. reggae, some, wow. great, some real good reggae bands.
3: Yeah. Mm. You know, and lots of the indie music and electronic music, you know, there's just I mean yeah, you've recently had some really big pop acts come out, like Lord and stuff like that. So, you know, it's quite amazing for such a small population to have quite such a high creative output so it's
4: it's, it's, not, it's pretty well supported isn't it it
3: is quite well supported you know um there's a lot of sort of government grants that bands can get and stuff to not to
4: not, us, of not
3: course. us though because we're a rockabillion nobody it's knows you big they,
4: but oh. <laughs> no, no, just, just, they just don't know what it is if, yeah if i we,
3: think people are just confused by it. it's like what yeah, you know,
1: yeah. Wait, wait. It can't be that tough. It can't be like describing techno to somebody that's never no. heard techno. Like it's music that goes like this: bump, 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 bump. You know, I mean, rockabilly, rock, and rockabilly rock, rock is just like it's like classic rock and roll from the nineteen fifties, yeah. yeah. but kind of with uh, modern elements so, into it, with a little I, bit. It's a bit
2: more crunchy.
4: You're absolutely right. Yeah. But the, the most of the grant money over here and the development money and the stuff you can get for support is the, the end game is to get your played on the radio
3: yeah and, and they not lo- radio
4: and no, they think- know that even if we were the biggest rockabilly band had ever come out of new zealand yeah. which we probably are already <laughs> because there's only, it's only ever been one it's still not going to get played on the radio
3: yeah because there isn't really a station that would you know the, the stations that play you know pop music then there's stations that play the r&b hip-hop type stuff and then there's patients that, that play rock and, and metal and then there's ones that just play oldies on which we would fit in but they refuse to play anything new because what they play is oldies
1: you guys right? aren't that old yet okay. <laughs> mm. wait two
3: decades. Would, you know i bet their audience would love what we do so what do they what do they play for old...
1: yeah i'm sure <laughs> what do they play for oldies like nirvana no 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 no, 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 no!
3: Oh, oh like,
0: we we're talking about now you know, the 60s, the, <laughs> 50, yeah. 50s, 50s and 60s, yeah.
4: and like nothing later than like 70, 78. yeah, 70, yeah that's right. Oldie, that's right. Oh. oh, okay. the
3: Oldie, oldies. Yeah. Real young yeah. and all
1: those guys. Okay, all right. Because you know, I, I, I go back to the states and I talk to my nephew. I'm like, so what do you listen to music and stuff? So you listen to Nirvana? And he's like, Nirvana? That's like dad rock. I'm like, fuck.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I'm old. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I got a baby face. You have no idea how old I am. <laughs>
4: My 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 daughter. Um, I was chatting to one of her friends the other day, and she didn't know who Elvis was. hadn't even heard of it. Yeah,
3: she, it's
4: tw- getting to that point tw- now. Twenty two year old twenty two just... year old woman had, didn't know who Elvis was. Yeah. you guys play Mystery Train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you guys
1: cover that. You're like, it's the third song in our yeah, act. Yeah. Like,
4: oh, no reference, okay. no reference for it. Didn't know yeah. who Elvis was. Never seen one of not, the. Terrible... Not even seen
3: a picture of no. you know, like it didn't because. I mean I can understand people not necessarily knowing the music or whatever but as a pop culture icon oh. you know it's like not knowing the Marilyn Monroe is you know it's like mm. you don't you don't have to know anything about it but it's something you recognize because it's just permeated through our pop culture yeah. for so long there's references made to references of references of that you know so you could yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's it's weird but i guess you know this just happens over time the certain after a certain amount of generations these things start to to get you know
1: not passed mm-hmm. on so oh my know. god that's how people forgot about the pyramids
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what were they? Plants? <laughs> oh my god that's crazy not knowing oh. who elvis was oh that's a disappointment oh jeez i feel old I feel really old yeah, Well, on that up. note um gosh I, I guess we should go to like uh <laughs> oh i got a question Ooh. All right. We always ask this to all our bands and um, especially our touring bands. Now you got to tell me what is one of the craziest stories that you've seen or what you've witnessed or what you've experienced or what you've done on tour. Ooh. Every band's got that one story. What is it? That's my question.
3: Wow. Oh, what's the, what, what is that? Well, I've got
4: one from back in my metal days. It'll be hard to,
3: yeah,
4: I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, well, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, we'd he's love what, to hear that one too. <laughs>
3: what, 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 yeah, what, what we've experienced is very, very tame compared to what what Dee, Dee experienced, uh, in the 80s. And, um, was it East Berlin? West Berlin, where you go? Berlin. So, Ber- well, Berlin, we, but obviously.
4: We, one were to- the other- we were touring uh, Germany, um, the week the wall came down yeah. in Berlin, and we, wow. um, me and the guitarist were having a bit of a disagreement, someone else was driving. Uh, and this was like a fitted out camper van with all this PA and the guitars and stuff in the back and the rest of us sleeping on like hammocks uh, inside the van. Mm-hmm. And it was six, six weeks into the tour, everyone was tired, everyone was broke, everyone was stinky. Um, someone else was driving and me and the guitarist were in the back of the truck and I've forgotten what kicked it off. I mean, we got, you know, we're good buddies now, but we were trying to kill each other. I mean, it was like, you know, thumbs in the eyes, pulling the hair, biting the whole thing. <laughs> The, the van pulled to a stop, the door opened, and there's the East German border guards with the uh, machine guns and the body armour and stuff, looking at these two hairy things, smashing the... Get, get, yeah, and we spilled out of the van, and uh, we're both so, like, you know, at it, and like, we we basically were pushing these guys out the way and just trying to get to, get to each other. So there was, mm. you know, somewhere there's a photograph of me being held back with a dude with his gun across my across my chest, and the the, the guitarist and the rest of the band like basically trying to bear hug him on the way, it, with this big queue of other people waiting to go through checkpoint Charlie. Mm. Oh, you
0: should tell them
3: about the vitamin pills that
4: they thought. Were- <gasps> <laughs> so on the way <laughs> on the way back from Berlin, so this was this was like a week later. Um, when in the old days when you went through checkpoint charlie and you went from east to west berlin you, you there's a like, i don't know it's like a 30 kilometer straight road that's just wasteland and you have to you, they clock you in and take your, your number plate and stuff and then you have to be the other side at a certain time so that they know that you didn't stop for, or or that you're you know it's just to make sure everyone goes where they're meant to and we were driving along and there's one place to stop like a service station you can get bottles of water and crappy sandwiches and and German food, so it's all basically meat. You know, even, you know, even vegetarians have to eat meat in Germany. And uh, we pulled over there, and we're kind of sitting outside on the on the on the tarmac, and we're eating whatever it is. And this police car pulled up. Same deal. All the dudes, the body armor and the Kevlar and the you know the automatic weapons and stuff. And they came over and they started searching us. And of course, we didn't want any trouble, so we're kind of going along with it got the bags out the back. And this was back in the days when I was still, you know, apart from the music, I was still training quite hard. And I had a big glass jar full of vitamin tablets. And you know, you take a vitamin C and a B and whatever else it was. So I had them all in the one jar, they got this jar, opened them up. And I'm trying to explain to them in my terrible school by German, you know, vitamin H or whatever it is. And they just put their hands up like that and drove off with them and left this guy standing there with a gun. And we were there for about an hour and forty minutes while they went off and uh, and tested my vitamins um, <laughs> <laughs> to to work out whether or not I was some kind of very very bad drug dealer. And then when oh, we man. came back, when <laughs> they came back, they gave them, them back and said they're okay. But they still made us unload the entire truck, everything, every single piece of gear, laid it all out in this car park of like this service station. So all these people are looking at us and. And they were looking inside the speakers and they the dog going, it was utterly ridiculous. So we, we were four hours sitting there in the cold, just, yeah, it was mind blowing. Wow. <laughs>
0: Absolutely mind blowing.
4: Okay, whatever you go on, there's, there's so many stories like that. There was another one in Germany where, where Hells Angels put us up for the night because we had nowhere to sleep and the venue blew out on us. And it was about minus four. And um, we went to this address that was meant to be this Hell's Angels, whatever it was, you know, biker gang thing. And it was a um, deserted carpet factory. So massive Mm. hangers. And we went inside and this dude pointed to this room. And basically, you you imagine uh, rolls of industrial carpet about a meter wide, 50 meters long, piled right up to the ceiling, maybe 10, 15 meters high. There was nowhere okay. to sleep apart from on tops of these piles of carpet which were already rotting and were kind of freezing cold and were icing oh. over so we slept in our sleeping bags wrapped in a tarpaulin on, on the top of these <laughs> we got about two hours sleep and then just drove it was it was absolutely insane
2: should write a book these are got well, great then, stories
4: man, yeah the problem is i can't remember the details uh the, their bass player blacken at the time was he's got an amazing memory he put uh I can't remember. Yeah, I get the names wrong, and yeah, Jack Daniels Very cool. One, yeah, yeah. So, but the, uh, over, over here, as Hetty said, this is you know, New Zealand is a very kind of uh, we uh, we've had the odd drunk person at gigs get a bit out of hand that we've had to kind of um, you know
3: yeah. calm uh,
4: down. But on the
3: whole, you know, it's 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 hmm. very yeah, it's a very laid back kind of a place. Not not many things go on. I guess the yeah I was
2: going I was going to ask you about your your about your audiences like like in America when you have a small band you get people that you see at every show like they follow the band around like yeah. they call them deadheads you know they follow the grateful dead and they, every every show you see them Do you, does the same thing happen in New Zealand or where you guys tour? Yeah
4: but yeah. but again because of the travelling because of the distance between the major centres there's pockets in each area mm. and it's only I like, see next weekend is the big one next weekend is Beach Hop That's been running 21 years, I think. And there's a little seaside town that basically gets completely taken over. So I think last time there was 250,000 people there over the five days. It's just mind-blowing. Probably 2,000 classic cars and hot rods because cool. you know, the number of classic cars and Hot Rods, as Hetty said before, in New Zealand is astonishing Ahead, mm. you know. Yeah, they, and, they
3: get stuff put, imported in from America all the time. A lot of that's you
2: know,
4: awesome. It's mm. just, just a huge car scene over yeah. here. And, uh, yeah, so the, the, us and one of our buddies' bands, the Recliner Rockers, another kind of Americanary. Roots,
3: Roots. they call themselves Roots yeah. Band.
4: They're not like quite as... bluesy. Yeah, they're and, not as yeah. rockabilly as us, yeah. but the same kind of vibe, and they're lovely guys, real yeah. good players. So we're kind of doing like a joint headline on the main Jack Daniel's sponsored stage, and that will be that will be insanity. And we're basically doing four shows in three days: Friday, Friday night, Saturday lunchtime, Saturday night, and then nine o'clock Sunday morning. So yeah. wow! By Sunday lunchtime, going to be sore. Yeah, by oh, Sunday lunchtime. Year, it's, yeah.
3: Even through the tape, I was getting blisters. You know, <laughs> oh no. Both hands were like, oh, I can't do anymore.
2: <laughs> but it's the biggest. Oh, I have yeah. a, I have a quick question for you guys. Um, so I'm not musically inclined at all. I have no talent in music, but um, I have a question. Like, uh, without giving away my age, I used to listen to a lot of ska. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys know what that is. So, it's what is the yeah. difference? Yeah, what's the difference between ska and rockabilly? Just for my education, please.
4: Okay, S- ska has got that. Um, ska is um, basically very fast reggae. Yeah, it's, it's like, Jamaican
3: influence. It's got a particular cool. type of beat. Yeah, that um, right. That's that
4: that that,
3: that 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 offbeat thing, cool. you know, that um, particular type the of guitar, uptake. or or, or yeah. is played on piano, depending on who what the lineup is. Um, Rocksteady rockabilly, is rock, yeah.
4: rockabilly is rock and roll better.
3: Yeah, basically fast rock hmm. and roll. So it it okay. sticks to that particular um structure, you know, like a blues structure, but you know. Played much faster, more aggressively, yeah. you know. Gotcha. Um, yeah, think think Chuck Berry on steroids. <laughs> yeah.
4: Cool.
2: <laughs> All right. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, I rock, appreciate rockab- it.
4: Rockabilly is like the punk of the rock and roll world, and Scar is the punk of reggae. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay.
3: But they both have that attitude, similar attitude, and I can see why you put them in a, in a, yeah. in a, in a you know,
4: Yeah,
2: I was together. big into Sublime and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Oh yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. When yeah. when I was uh when I was a teenager, that uh, some of the bands that were touring around um, when I was first in bands were bands like the Selector and the Beat and stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, the Beat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they're all you know that was kind of blue beat, two tone, whatever you want to call it, but it was basically Scar, you know, melodic Scar. Yeah. Love that stuff, yeah. Fantastic live as well, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Okay,
1: last question What are some touring tips? Like every band that gets on the show, they always tour, and we always ask them if they have any kind of a touring tip, like anything from uh more clean underwear. Don't forget to bring a credit card, uh, socks whatever. And there's a lot of people that listen to our show that are in bands or want to be in bands and stuff. So this is very helpful to our audience and for your um, potential fans of the future.
3: <laughs> well, I, I, so the rockabilly thing, you know, the image is just as big as the, the music, you know, we have to look the part and I've got, you know, a lot more work to do than the fellas in the band, simply in terms of what I have to look like on stage. So (laughs) one of the things that I have to do is I I set my hair. So I, I curl it while it's still damp and then I pin it to my head, yeah? And so that when it dries, it's got that lovely vintage style curl and then I can brush it out and it looks like, you know, your Marilyn Monroe 1950s type beautiful, you know, she the can, hairdo. She right?
4: can also put her eye makeup and her lipstick on while I'm driving around country. Yeah, roads.
3: But the thing is <laughs> you have to remember that when you go on a plane and you've got your hair in all this, you know, all this metal in your hair, right? In your Gold.
4: head. And you go through and the metal. And you go through
3: the metal detector and it goes off and it's yeah, like. You're
4: going to get tagged. Oh,
3: and then there I am having, because I cover it all in a scarf so it doesn't look, like, terrible. <laughs> To take it off to prove that's what's going on, and I don't have a metal plate in my arm. Or maybe I should just tell people I have a metal plate. <laughs>
0: like,
3: Motorcycle yeah, you know, accident. That's thing you have to remember that. Yeah. No, no, any any metal detector is going to be set up by my head. Yeah.
4: I, I've been touring since I was sixteen, and uh the single most important thing I think is try and make sure that you've got a backup for everything, mm. one, one way or another. If you've got leads, you need one spare of, of that type. If you've got guitar strings, you need a spare. If you've got, you know, and it sounds like it's, but people don't realize this with musicians. They think, oh, they just turn up and they play. The investment mm. in, in their gear yeah, can be ridiculous. You know, we do duo shows sometimes and we've got maybe 10, 11,000 worth of gear on stage with us. Yeah. You know, people don't realize that. And, you know, you kind of, and then they, you know the, the venues are saying oh really that's how much you are it's like well yeah we can't just stand there and you know you know it's, <laughs> you, you need equipment so yeah. But yeah I think for any band I remember when we first started out we were touring and you throw stuff in the van um, if something goes wrong and you don't have a, a backup for it um, basically everything's a waste of time all the promotion all the learning of the songs all the rehearsals if you're there at the show and you can't do it because something fucks up on you then yeah, so it's a bit of a boring answer, but it really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have have spares for oh, airing.
3: I always travel with my own pillow.
0: Oh.
2: Yeah, idea, That's a big one. I'm the same as you. That's I'm the same a as you.
3: Big one though, because you know you sleep in a hotel room, and you know the pillows. It just there's no just. I like those molded pillows. You know with the with the memory foam you know and memory foam the, yeah but the difference it makes if you don't get a good night's sleep the whole day is just it's just yeah
4: 50 yeah. 50 mm. oh yeah yeah the, the other thing for touring touring bands as well um there's nothing worse than coming off stage and being especially if you had a good show and you're full of adrenaline and you're all hyper and then you you're still sober because you've got to drive or whatever, and you get back to the hotel room in the steering ceiling. Yeah. A little a little nip of uh, a little nip of whiskey or something is, nice, a, yeah. is, is a nice nice nightcap. Nice way of kind of just taking the edge off. Uh, make sure you bring it with you because you yeah. can't go wandering around at two in the morning trying to find somewhere that sells sells booze. So, so I'm taking away Good pillows advice. and whiskey. Okay, got yeah. it. Waiters, yeah, yeah. you know what to do. <laughs>
1: Go on tour. You need two things: pillows and whiskey. Done.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't get
1: more rock and roll that's, than that's that. That's the
4: name for the next tour: pillows the and Pillow and Whiskey
1: Tour. Yeah. Oh man. Nice. Oh gosh. Well, I, I'm sure the MCs can say it then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, you guys, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, What we're going to do is we're going to take a little break, and we're going to be back with these guys, and then we're going to read the news. And after that, yeah, things are going to get really exciting. All right, we'll see you in a minute. Are you at
2: Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah!
1: And the flavor's going to make you complete. At Harry Sandwich Company So come on down to Harry Sandwich Company In the heart of Harajuku Right off Takeshita Street See you there! Yo, what's up, haters? It's your boy, Johnny I have an opportunity for you Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states, and in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each, and they're worth so much more. These are, these, these peonies are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool. That's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show, because we love you. And we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. In Tokyo and craving soul
5: food, we've got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azubujuban. Check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. Mitsuya
1: Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. about five-minute walk from the station.
5: It's your liquors. Hey, yo, what's up, Baders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, i got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work prints are about 2000 n each, about 20 bucks. but if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T H E S P I L T I N K dot com. The dot com. Propo.
1: If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Pomade is the number one badass pomade. And I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Pomade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Pomade. Badass pomade. And let me tell you one thing. Comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Keep your fade on in style. Papa. And we are back, faders. Oh man, what a break that was. <laughs> All right, and uh, once again, we are here with the Boom Boom Deluxe. We're here with Dee Dee and Hetty, guys. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you so much for doing the news with us. And um. With the news, um, I was gonna go first, but I think you know it's probably better if the guest goes first. I think that's more exciting because hey, I'm Johnny, I'm boring. You know, when I read nobody wants to hear that. They want to hear about you guys, they want to hear boom boom deluxe, read the news. So um, without further ado, um, let's see, should we go eeny meeny Miney, or I mean Junkin pong, rock, paper, scissors, or I, I don't know, you guys whatever you night do. Is first, man. Is
4: first. All right, all
3: right. Oh, it's a I'll, I'll try and do I'll try and like, do my best news announcer, voice
1: marvelous
5: man arrested. nice oh
3: no can i go can i go okay here we go Oh yeah i'm sorry i just said that all was right. nice
2: yeah we're right.
3: we're just we're just so yeah, nervous I'm, that I'm you guys just, are on the show i've been rehearsing all this time through the break you know i'm ready to go i'm, I'm <laughs> yeah okay here we go man arrested after starting forest fire in saitama police in togikawa saitama prefecture have arrested a sixty-year-old unemployed man on suspicion of arson after he set fire to trees in a nearby forest.
4: Not job. Sure. Sorry, Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Police said Hatsuo Shimada in intentionally started a fire near his home around 1 pm on Saturday. Sankei Shimbun reported. The the suspect ignited the blaze with dead leaves and the fire burned approximately a thousand square kilometers of land.
0: Whoa! police
3: officer was patrolling the area when the fire started. Police said Shimada has admitted to the charge. He told police he used his lighter to start the fire. He was quoted as saying he had been full of anger recently. How angry do you have to be to set a thousand square meters of land on fire?
2: That dude's pissed! (laughs)
3: So last month, there have been multiple forest fires in the vicinity, prompting police to launch patrols. Shimada is being questioned about his involvement in those fires, so it could have been him as well.
4: So, wow! So this is like... But why?
3: why? But why? Why so angry? I wonder. He's unemployed. Take his <laughs>
4: lighter away. It's, yeah, it's, it's hot under the car.
3: Yes, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's just there are so many other like ways to get you know warm that, you
4: know,
3: like you don't
1: have to burn a thousand square kilometres <laughs> along just the plan. Disco Inferno. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Disco Inferno. Uh, I, I don't know. I drink. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. There's got to be other Go ways to, the gym. to get the right yeah. now you know, I
2: mean. Just, Kick some pads, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know. You know this it's is right, kind man. of like the polar opposite of what you're supposed to do because if you have stress, you're supposed to take a long walk in the woods. Yeah. Not uh, yeah,
3: not just yeah, not set them on fire, and then you know, <laughs> then get caught. So now he has to deal with being you know charged by the police in prison time. I mean, yeah, surely they, that's going to add more to his um if they tr- general.
4: If they you know, don't just, know him, all, all the other fires,
3: that's right. He'll end
4: up in a small room, and then he'll be really angry. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and
3: then how's he going to set that on fire? I mean, I'm just so stressed. How is he going to let off steam when he doesn't have any leaves to burn? You know. They have a thousand
2: in. kilometers of of burning wood, and they found that dude. How yeah. bad is that guy's yeah. luck,
3: his friends
1: <laughs> the
4: call guy him luck? the guy with the
1: lighter in his hand. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he goes to jail, we should make him a mixtape. You know, um, yeah. ring ring of fire, burn baby burn. You know, <laughs> fire by <upper> Arthur <laughs> Brown. Appear?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, well man. fuck this guy. <laughs> Anything by Matchbox? <laughs> you
4: know. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh man, great story, great story. Okay,
4: Deedee, your turn. Ah, uh, 19, <laughs> 19 year old gets seven to 12 years, which I guess is like nine and a half years. Yeah. Uh, for, for the murder of man over telephone scam dispute. The Saitama District Court has censored, sentenced a 19 year old man to between seven and 12 years in prison for killing a 31 year old man Whose body was found inside a minivan in the parking lot of an apartment building in Waco City on May the 10th, 2020. Now, hang on. If you're going to kill someone, you don't just leave them in a the minivan, do
2: you? Didn't think that one out, did he?
4: Maybe was the lighter guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah maybe.
3: That's right. Yeah.
4: If he'd have called the lighter mm-hmm. guy, he could have dumped it, the body, under a pile of leaves and had like a barbecue thing going on.
2: That's right. But, that's yeah. right.
4: The defendant who cannot be named because he is a minor and a 20 Hang on. 19 year old is a minor in Japan.
2: Under 20 in Japan.
4: Oh, wow. Okay. The defendant who cannot be named because he's a minor and a 24 year old man were arrested on charges of murder and abandoning a corpse. So abandoning a corpse is a... a, uh, Well, the
3: funny is someone had kept that corpse company.
4: Yeah, they'd have been fine. They wouldn't
3: have had that extra charge Sat sat it in the lazy
4: boy, put a hat on it, you know, bag of of fries. (laughs) Now he's got Um, a double whammy. Poor
0: poor corpse,
4: man. Yeah, poor corpse. The 24-year-old suspect, Kodai Igarashi, has already received a four-year prison term. According to the court ruling on Thursday, the two men and the victim, Kazumasa Iwabuchi ran a telephone scam operating, uh, operation, targeting elderly people. Oh, so they did that I thing where they, they call up old people and they call They're
3: them- They're So these are these people- They were deserve-
4: douchebags. They're
2: garbage, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. So I put these people in prison with the guy that set fire to the forests and give the guy a lighter and a tin of petrol. Oh. There's gonna be a
1: lot of stress in that prison. <laughs>
4: All in the same room. Police said the three apparently had a dispute which resulted in Iwabuchi's death. So you've got three douchebags all doing terrible things. They argued with each other and one of them got killed.
0: Yeah.
4: So two more to go. A resident of the apartment building called 110, I guess that's their 999, is it, or their 111? Yeah. 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 Yep. On May the 10th they reported a white minivan had been parked in the same spot for about a week. So they dumped the body in a minivan and not even bothered to move it. They've yeah. Just these guys wanted to get caught, didn't they? When the police arrived, they found here body wrapped and bound in a blanket with his feet protruding. In the back of the <laughs> Sorry, <but laughs> sounds like one of those hors d'oeuvres you get at a cheap wedding. You know, the the sausage wrapped in the in the bacon. You know, with the bits. <laughs> I love those things. Oh, Picking a blanket. I'll yeah. them for you. Yeah, <laughs> it gets better. No, with the, the body had begun to decay but several knife wounds were evident on the upper part. See, that's how it gets crispy in the oven. A knife was found in the minivan. Wow, so
3: the murder weapon was already in there. Oh, my God. This is so amateur.
4: These guys really. (laughs) Criminal geniuses.
3: (laughs) Like the big Lebowski. Amateur.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Well, wow. the, all the people we've killed, we've never been that
0: slack, have we?
4: Exactly. She's got a horse with a branch behind it that she t- toes behind us, so it covers the track. Yeah, so we've seen oh, the film. Wow. That, that's... <laughs> <laughs> but the feet are sticking oh, out, right? <laughs> 1940s cowboy film oh, reference. Wow. As long as you've got viewers that are over 80. The minivan had been reported stolen from a company parking lot in Tokyo on April the 13th. Surveillance camera footage showed two men resembling suspects getting into the minivan. Furthermore, DNA in the minivan matched that of the 19-year-old suspect. This is the worst crime ever, ever created. They could have just walked him into the police station and stabbed him in front of the police and it would have. Wow.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) Wow, indeed. He got away with
2: stealing the car, though. He didn't get charged for that.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right, huh?
2: But yeah, I he got charged for everything but stealing that car, so.
1: Yeah, yeah that's him. true. Yeah. yeah. But do you Definitely boost a car, you get
2: back at least two years. <laughs> do you murder. want a
4: ghost car? Nobody wants a ghost car. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. It'd be like Never getting that, that smell out of, out of there. It'd be like a Scooby-Doo van now, wouldn't
2: it? A mystery machine.
4: Yeah, a a mystery machine. <laughs> yeah, and they would have got away with this if it wasn't for those pesky
2: kids. Yeah. <laughs> <I'd be>
4: complain <laughs> about the does
2: smell. <laughs> does it smell stabby in here to you? It smells <laughs> kind of stabby yes
1: Yes. (laughs) why is the floor so sticky Uh, oh not shaggy stabby yeah
4: Yeah. stabby ruby ruby ruby
1: yeah oh Oh, man there's a name for a song
4: okay over to you
1: and the last story goes to johnny here we go deer hunter arrested after mistakenly shooting friend in tochigi do i have to read anything else i think that's it We <laughs> called a Dick Cheney and his friend. <laughs> yeah, close that's his right. Friend. That's Yeah, right. yeah. Dick I Cheney.
3: I wonder,
1: wonder what happened. Motherfucker slept with my girlfriend. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, it oh. was. A- it's terrible
2: because here they use deer slugs. Oh
1: Ooh, yeah. Shit, they use slugs. Oh my god. Yeah,
2: yeah. And in, in Japan, you, they say you can't get a gun and you can't hunt, but there's actually uh, government-approved hunting, and then you have to get a, a shotgun license which takes time and money but uh their primary um ammunition here is deer slugs They use a shotgun with deer slugs so it's not not a small bird bird buckshot like uh cheney used on his buddy
1: yeah you're
2: not just gonna pick those out that just takes off an entire arm yeah oh,
1: god okay here we go <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm so full of really good information
1: yeah <laughs>
4: <laughs> and that's why we so love useful. you, Jeremy. When we talk told you're the guy to hit up if we need some, we need some heat.
2: Yeah. I won't get you arrested. I won't leave our body in a in a car.
3: No, we never abandoned corpses here. No,
4: no, no. no. no
1: that's
3: no, no. just rude.
2: Yeah, oh.
1: I think it was the shoes that gave him away. <laughs> <laughs> Police in Niko Tochigi Prefecture have arrested a 63 year old man in suspicion of professional negligence resulting in death after he fatally shot a friend with a rifle while they were both hunting deer, the deer hunter. The incident occurred at around 2.20 p.m. on Monday in a forest, Fuji TV reported. Police said the suspect, Satoru Ohashi, told them the shooting was an accident. He was quoted as saying he mistook his hunting companion, Hidetake Ogiwara, 67 years old, too old to be shooting guns, from Kanuma City for a deer.
4: I wonder how he was dressed. Did he have, like, antlers? <laughs> yeah. Antler
2: hat? Yeah.
4: And his neighbor was on the back half, you know, like a pantomime horse. <laughs> yeah. I'm in
1: camouflage,
3: guys! <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Um, at the time ta- people don't really uh don't really look that much alike do they No. I mean, in, in in even in even in bad lighting that's it's uh
4: apart from that dude um uh moose moose john down the road oh that's
3: right yeah, yeah. He, he's
4: pretty deery. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Deerish. Yeah. Deerish tendencies
1: been... <laughs> i've never been mistaken for a deer but i get Joe Pesci and Danny DeVito all the time. (laughs) Joe Pesci. I'm like, no, 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 no. Danny DeVito. I'm like, all right, I'll take it. (laughs) Uh, It could be worse, right? (laughs) Uh, Okay. One more paragraph. At the time, the two men were visiting the mountain with several friends for deer hunting. Ogiwada was leading with his hunting dog never bring a dog, when he was shot. He was taken to a hospital where doctors pronounced him dead on arrival.
4: Oh, oh. man. Let's face go. it. We, we're, we're all curious about the backstory now. Did he, <laughs> yeah. did he owe him some money? Has he been sleeping with his wife? Uh, I bet. I
3: don't know. These guys are so old. 63. 63.
0: How useless what is
2: that dog? They,
3: <laughs> what are they? You know, like. What's- <laughs>
4: now.
1: I've, I've never been deer hunting. I've never hunted deer I, or pheasant, whatever it's called. But the thing is, I thought that you like went somewhere and you sat down and you waited for the deer to come with you. You didn't go with a dog and the dog finds the deer. Cause deer can run pretty fast from what I understand. That's right. right? Yeah. That's different
2: kind of hunting. That's tree stand you're talking about.
1: Wait, so there's a different kind where you like chase the deer and you're running with a gun. You're sixty-seven, almost seventy years old, running with a loaded gun with a dog.
2: <laughs> well, if you want to go back in history, millions and millions of years ago, the reason that humans could survive is because they could outrun deer. Because deer can't run because they can't sweat, right? So That's they have right. to stop, and or they or they die from from over exhaustion. Humans can sweat, so they can keep running forever. In most cases. Well, look but, at this
4: guy. This is why we listen to your podcast. Because we Told you get... useless information, absolutely man.
3: Right. Oh, absolutely man. right. Yeah. yeah. Most yeah. animals don't have stamina. Humans do. And that's so, why yeah. we successful as um hunting on the uh savannas of Africa.
4: That's right. Yeah. Oh so all you need is Teddy's a Rambo knife.
3: Just a Rambo <laughs>
1: knife. You don't need a rifle or slugs or a dog, just a Rambo knife. I tell you what,
4: <clears> you throat> throat> try you try you try chase. Try... Chasing the deer through under, undergrowth, carrying a double bass—it's real
2: tricky. Yeah. Real <laughs> they can hear you coming. Ba, ba, ba,
4: ba, 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 ba.
1: I'm so out of shape too. The deer's gonna chase me.
3: It adds a certain amount of tension because you can do your own like you know music row, as you, you. Do... <laughs> the theme. <laughs> you know.
2: Oh,
0: there's the deer. All
3: right,
0: let's get back to
2: it. <laughs> The deer's like, "Hey, did you hear something?" <laughs> <laughs> I swear I heard some theme music.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's
1: awesome! That's your
2: imagination. Keep eating. Yeah.
1: Oh god, Didi. Oh man, thank you for being on the show, Hedy. Pleasure, thank you also for being on the show. You guys are the dynamic duel of rockabilly in New Zealand. You guys are killing it over there, and we are super happy for for you guys to be on the show. I'm, I'm, I'm a fanboy right here,
4: and I we'll say see that for you every next man. Year, man, we'll definitely be over.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys got to play at my venue. My venue is fucking awesome. Now, I say it's my venue, but it's not my venue. I just threw events there. And, um, yeah, it's like a very, very small underground place in downtown Shibuya, downtown Tokyo. And we get a lot of amazing acts from all over the world. Um, and it would be great to have you guys perform yeah, for our audience. We
4: really, we really want to do a, sh- a couple of shows with um, Johnny Pandora if we can.
1: Johnny Pandora? Oh, God. Well, I know Johnny Barefoot. You can play with him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you guys, uh, Jeremy, do you have any questions or anything for these guys?
2: No, I'm all out, man. That was a great show and, and really enjoyed meeting you guys and learning about uh, Rockabilly and, and I wish you guys all the success in the world and uh, <laughs> you're always welcome to come back here and promote anything you have with us. Absolutely, Thank you.
1: Absolutely. I,
4: love I appreciate it.
1: Thanks having this of can you guys promote yourselves? Is there anything that you can plug shows that are coming up websites? How can people get your music and stuff? This is your uh, time to shine.
4: Yeah, if you want to support the band, go to Bandcamp. type in boom, boom deluxe. Um, that's the best way of making sure we actually get something out of it. If you haven't got any money and you still want to listen to it, we're on Spotify uh if you want to give money to a faceless corporation get it on itunes and then we get a small amount and then you
3: can but we have <laughs> actual physical vinyl it's not all yeah. just um so you know if you want to buy some vinyl
4: yeah so we've got vinyl cds yeah. digital downloads yeah. yeah all that kind of we've got stuff.
3: car stickers and various <laughs> other random t-shirts yeah. we have mugs we've got mugs
4: but but if, nice if, if if you if you drink heavily during the day like we do and you're not going to remember what we just said boom boom deluxe.com it's all on there man yeah 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 and all this will be
1: in the show notes all this will be in the show creators go down there just click on it buy their stuff do you guys still have um colored vinyl like red and blue vinyl did you do colored vinyl for a while
4: for for teenage we did um it was um marbled marbled um um like um khaki cream color yeah. but it was a Even limited better. limited numbered edition and they've all they're they've all, all gone yeah, now all, yeah yeah God. oh okay we collector's have one items
3: that we kept for ourselves yeah we, so. still,
4: <laughs> we still got black we still got the black vinyl yeah. um and the um i, th- I think it the, was it this one or the first album was on heavyweight vinyl on the two twenty, yeah. which sounds great man. yeah I, I got a turntable right here yeah you, hear
1: good. That? you hear that, <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. my baby <laughs> we're, we're we're in the process of, of re- restoring a 1956
3: Is it? 57 1950s. radiogram phillips radio.
4: Yeah. Right, right, we got a phillips radiogram right they vinyl it. ears yeah with a new a new deck and new speakers and stuff
3: yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. be That's careful cute. with that those
1: they things be vinyl <laughs> You'll strip your records. Three plays oh, no. sound like races. Oh, no, it's,
3: it's, it's a new, no, no, the, the record player is new. It's just the cabinet, you know, and with the old radio in it, just for the look of it. The record player has been replaced. Yeah. Just like restoring a car. <laughs> no, no, we wouldn't use it. Really, the the really old one would be absolutely knackered by now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right, good,
1: good. I'm glad to hear that.
4: Uh, well, the, the thanks for having us on, man. Appreciate it. T- thanks, Jeremy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Faders,
1: you know what to do for, to support Got in Japan, definitely go to Patreon. We've got a Patreon up there. If you give us $5 of your hard-earned money, we will give you the keys to the castle. And you get uh, extra videos, you get outtakes, you get pictures, you get Tom's underwear, you get all the shit. And it only costs 5 bucks, which is basically like buying us one pint of beer at your local bar a month. And if you come to Japan, we're going to double, we're going to triple, we're going to quadruple that, we're going to make it so you don't remember nothing of the night but we're gonna remember that you had a good time and if you don't have any money it's okay times are tough for all of us definitely go down to itunes a faceless corporation and give us a five-star review and write something groovy it really means a lot and it keeps us on top and if you don't want to do that because you're lazy don't worry we're lazy too so then go down to our facebook page and our instagram page and check on all the stuff that we upload every single day there's tons of stuff up there for you to enjoy and faders thank you very much boom boom deluxe thank you so much for being on the show jeremy one hell of a show once again dude fucking uh, aces aces around all right faders we'll see you next week peace
0: What I say, you've been a bad, bad boy running around town. It's getting me down when I hear you're fooling around. Now, listen here, Billy. You gotta make me look sick.
1: All right, it's a really bad time to tell you this, but we didn't record, so what we're gonna do is call this a kind of a warm-up. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just jo- I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, he's, I'm he's sorry. He <laughs> Yeah, he does you, that joke Complaining every about right. two
2: hours. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> 15 minutes in, I thought we we're doing great. I just said, why not keep the ball rolling? <laughs> no, <I'm joking.
4: laughs> My little brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Will oh, you eat till mom finds out, buddy? I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife the fuck.
5: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster.
0: God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I see this, man? We're going
2: freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass!
0: Your move, Oh, Man,
5: I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up Republican shit.
3: Yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.